Hello, my name is Antonio Rodriguez, and I will be having a conversation with Julieta Salgado as part of an oral history of Brooklyn Transcore to be included in the New York City Trans Oral History Project. This is an oral history project centered on the experience of trans identifying people. Uh, all right, so before we get started, can I get your uh, name as you'd like it to appear in this uh, and the correct spelling of that name? Sure, my name is Julieta, that's J-U-L-I-E-T-A. Um, and my last name is Salgado, S-A-L-G-A-D-O. Mm -hmm. And uh, your pronouns? She and they. Okay, thank you so much. And uh, how are you connected to Brooklyn Transcorp? Um, it started for me, um, it's very interesting. So I went to a show in the old ABC in Rio, I think it was 2014 or 2015. And I went because it was my first time seeing a show advertised uh, specifically for queer and trans people. And I was very excited. Um, you know, I really love music. I love hard music. I love punk. I love metal. I love a lot of iterations of music. I'm South American. And I always say, like, South Americans, like, we go hard. Um, we're a very, like, metal people. So, but I always felt, like, overpowered or, like, not necessarily welcome or, like, regarded, whatever. So I was like, holy shit, this is exactly the kind of show I want to go to. So I went to it. I got to see a lot of great people. It was my first time hearing Hears. Um, it was my first time uh, seeing Christy Rhodes um, and her former band. Um, a bunch of other people that, you know, are now like, I guess like people that we know, um, Santos was playing in a band. It was an incredible time. And um, it was life changing for me. Um, when Hears came on stage, it was my first time someone being like, if you're an immigrant, if you're a femme, if you're a woman, whatever, like come to the front of the pit, open up the pit. It was just like a really amazing experience for me. And so um, there was merch and I saw this shirt that said Brooklyn Transcore. And I was like, that's the merch I want. That's what I want to rep. So I've had that shirt for like all these years. It's got holes in it. It's got grease stains on it. I love it. And from that experience, like, life happened, things happened. I just never really got to connect further with Brooklyn Transcore from that day on. But I would wear the shirt all the time um, because it's fucking cool. And also because I think in this way, subconsciously, I was still kind of, like, putting out feelers or something, like, flagging in this way. Like, um, And it worked, um, even though it was subconscious one day. Um, I was at Metropolitan Bar here in Brooklyn, and I go to this weekly karaoke night. And um, that's where I met our friend, well, now my friend and integral member of Brooklyn Transcore, um, Evan. This person comes up to me, um, super big music head, and is just talking me up. I was like, oh my God, like that shirt, holy shit, like blah, blah, blah. Um, it was the first time anyone was like really excited for this old tattered shirt that I have. And he was like, you have to meet my friend, Sersha. You have to meet her. Like, she was like the new leader of Brooklyn Transcore. And I was like, sure, sure, whatever, cool. I didn't think much of it. So then one night, um, I'm back at my usual karaoke night. And he's like, 
hey, you have to meet my friend Searsha. So I'm like, okay, cool. I meet her, we get to talking, and it was just super energizing and exciting. And I think it was in September, and like, I think ever since that moment, um, we've all kind of come together in this like very organic, but like, it's almost like effervescent. Like, I think something was like bottled up and ready to pop off. And um, the response from other people, from everyone, has just been like, yes, like at last. And, um, and that's basically the whole mythology. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Um, here's Collective at ABC No Rio in 2014. That's fucking awesome. I've never been able to catch Here's Live. And uh, they've been coming up so much in this um, process of interviewing. Uh, I'm kind of, uh, So, how would you explain the Here's Collective to someone who had never heard of them? Oh my god. Like, fucking guttural, like, like dissident, like, femme, rage. Um, so. When I met Jenna Pop, first of all, like, out comes this, like, trans feminine person with, like, a fucking, like, lipstick tattooed on the side of her skull. And she builds a wall of, like, speakers, right, that they're known for. But this is my first time, right? And I'm like, I don't know what's about to happen, but I'm about to die, and I'm really looking forward to it. So I, w I don't know. Like, I think all their music, I think, um, especially back in the day, like, I think they've, like, yeah, like, I, where they are now is amazing. They've worked so hard to be where they are. But to me, it always just felt, like, like subversive, like, guttural, like, I don't know, like, visceral feelings. Um, and I think that's what a lot of us look for in these spaces. Um, I like all kinds of music, um, for sure. But I think sometimes we're looking for a healthy outlet for aggression where we're gonna be sustained. You know, that's how I describe mosh pits too, where it's like, we're all sort of agreeing to be aggressive with each other. Um, so I think that's kind of, you know, that's, I don't, I'm getting into too many topics, but yeah, that's how I would describe the music. And for me specifically, it just felt like oftentimes women or people who are read as women or people who are aligned with femininity um, often don't, aren't seen as aggressive or aren't seen as like pissed off or um so to me it's also a really gorgeous experiment and like for me being like pretty and soft and wanting to like crowd kill <laughs> mm -hmm. um if you uh, at any point if you need to step away uh for work just let me know but uh thank you so much oh, yeah. for that earlier yeah. you used the the term flagging i know what you mean by that but how would you explain that to someone who didn't have any sort of connection to queer culture or punk culture in general? Sure. So um, specifically flagging and queer culture, um, it comes out of, um, and I wouldn't say I'm an expert in this, but basically it's people wearing different color handkerchiefs in different pockets of their pants, um, traditionally to symbolize, you know, if, if this color is on this side, it means I'm a top. Or if but if it's on the other side, it means I'm a bottom. And if this other color, I like leather and things like that. And it was a way for people to keep basically kind of safe, a covert way to express desire, to express queerness in public space, to find partners um, during a time specifically where it was much more dangerous and taboo than now. 
And I think the way that's evolved, um, besides like more colors and a variety of desires and things, um, for example, um, just like, for example, for myself, there's a time where I had my dominant hand with really short nails and my left hand uh, with very long, elaborate manicures. And for me, that was my way of flagging um, my queerness and my fun queerness and being like, if you know, you know. And if you don't, and you're like, why does this weird bitch have like uneven nails? When, then that's what I'll be to you. But if you know what you're looking at, you're gonna be like, wow, that's really hot. Um, so that's how I describe flagging in general. Um, but in this context and like a less, far less sexual content, like I was flagging, I was signaling for other people who are looking for queer trans punk community. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Um, so in, in the recent meetings, uh, can you tell me, um, uh, sort of what's been going on in the recent meetings and, and your role in what's going on now and sort of what you want to do in the future? Sure. So, um, we've had three open meetings, I believe at this point. Um, and it has just been like a gathering of, they've been incredible. Like the first two were just very like, come to this bar, like the bar that I'm at now and um, has a sister bar, Metro. And so, um, you know, as queer people, as marginalized people, like we don't really have public spaces. I mean, generally, like there's just no such thing as like public spaces in the US, right? So we meet at bars, you know, and that's where we have community. And so like 50 people came out and we're just talking, you know, um, Saoirse, um, I think is definitely our oftentimes like a little bit reluctant leader, but that is what she is. And she leads those conversations in an incredible way, in a very, like, chill way, just talking about this lineage, this history, and um, connecting across generations. Like, it's been incredible to see, like, I'm 37. Um, it's been incredible to meet other people of my age group, and maybe a little older. And we've had, from that age group to, like, we have teens, like, sneaking into this bar, like, trying to, like, meet with us. Um, and so it's been, like, an incredible, just, like, gathering. Uh, just getting to see each other, um, trying to create like little um, work groups and stuff like that. Um, and then the last meeting, we were more intentional and we had this all ages space to accommodate the youth that are trying to engage us. Um, we had free food um, and it was incredible. It was an incredible event. And so I, I would describe, I guess, it's our desire to provide each other with care. Like we are looking forward to having um, free clothes, free food, and connect each other to resources and mutual aid, and to try to uplift each other's projects. Like, so right now I would have to say like, it's pretty loose in a lot of ways, but also like what we tell people is like, you know, people will be like, oh, I'm interested in doing harm reduction. Or literally someone would be like, I'm in a band, I need a basis. And then people are like, I'm a basis. So right now it's just been like connecting to resources um, and you know um, and getting started with an open collective financially um, in order to like, fund our projects in a transparent, very like formal legal way that doesn't sell us out as much as possible. Yeah, definitely. I, I spoke to um, Evan recently and uh, they were telling me like there really does seem to be this intergenerational connection. Uh, with a younger crowd and sort of the older punks who were around um, before COVID. 
I wonder if you if you have any thoughts about why now, like why something like this feels popular. Uh, give me one sec. Go for it. Go for it. Uh, hey, what's that? Oh yeah, I'll sign it for you. Yeah, it's all good. It's just little stuff happening. Um, actually, right now there's a couple people here because um we um informally meet at my bar on Mondays. So um, that's why I was like, oh, you could have come in person. Like it would have been great. Yeah, I wish. I so wish. many people here. Yeah. But you'll join us sometime. Um, on a sec. And just sign it. All right, cool. Thank you. Sorry, I'm like multitasking. <laughs> Thanks so much. Have a great day. Um, okay. So why now? You know, that's a great question. Um, I think, like, there's, like, a witchy woo-woo side of me. That it just, like, from the moment I met Sersha and Evan, I was like, there's something so fortuitous about this. There's just something so auspicious about this. Like, everything's just coming together. Like, so many things at once. Um, and I think it's because... I wouldn't say it's exactly the same as mine, but like I think a lot of us have just been waiting for this, you know, and I don't know. That's really it. Um, we've been waiting for it, and it's just popping off because so much, so many of us have just been looking for this. Um, I think the nicest lesson I've learned recently from connecting with teenagers, you know, you asked me what my role is. Like I. Like being in an auxiliary role, like role. Um, I'm a little older. I don't play in a band, even though I'm a music lover, and I'm really invested in like care work and and radicalizing that. Um, and so I like to help with like yeah care work stuff and like uplifting other people who are like I'm in a band. I'm doing this. Like I enjoy that role for myself. But with the youth, um, I was having this conversation, and I was like, you know, like I don't want to sound condescending, but I'm kind of older now, and I've been a little jaded for a while, and it's just very inspiring to see you. You give me a lot of hope for the future. And they were like, well, y'all give us hope. You keep us from being depressed about our future um, as, like, young trans people. And I realized this really incredible thing where I'm like, actually, like, you know, it's actually kind of an ageless thing to, like, see hope in each other and see a future in each other. And so I think that's the thing, too, is, like, there's so much hopelessness. There's a lot of structural and cultural things coming for us, a lot of very real violence. And there's so much that we don't have, and I think that we're working from a perspective of, like, but look at how much we do have, you know? And I think that's why we're it's just exploding, because, like, we already know what sucks. We already know what it feels like to feel isolated. So it feels incredible to feel something totally different than that and generative, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's totally great. Um, I'm happy to hear that. Um, I think uh, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Uh, you said you're from South America. Uh, where in South America? Sure. Um, so my parents are Ecuadorian immigrants. Um, so I'm first generation uh, Ecuadorian from Bushwick. Sick, you grew up in Bushwick? Um, I was born there, I lived there a few years, but I moved around a lot. Okay. So I can't can't clean that cred too much, yeah. but it feels good to be back. I've been back for the last 12 years, and it, it rules. That's awesome. <laughs> last time you came back, what brought you back to the city? Um, a desire to like be here in New York. Um, I lived between upstate New York, like Rochester area. Mm -hmm. um, like family stuff and like finances, it's just cheaper... Um, uh, life up there and then I also lived in Ecuador for like similar like family reasons 
um, which is also like a privilege. Like I really love being bicultural. Um, but after all that movement, like I just found myself just longing for New York and no place like it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm interested. Uh, one of the things we've been talking about to everybody is, is sort of like why punk, first of all, which we've talked about a little bit. Like, why, why does it make sense for queer and trans people to organize around punk? And also, why in Brooklyn? And I'm curious if you if you have thoughts about either of those things. Why punk and why Brooklyn? Sure. I think punk, um, it could almost be used as like, I don't know if umbrella term is the right word, but I think it often just comes with a lot of different baggage. Like, it's about being... Um, uh, Countercultural in this way, and like not just like in this nilly willy way, but like in a way that is informed by, I believe, like activism, by uh, a subversion, by social justice, by being like the current system doesn't work and the current dominant culture doesn't work. And so, punks historically are one of many people who are like, I'm gonna go against the grain or I'm gonna subvert this, you know, I'm gonna you want something pretty i'm gonna actually make it disgusting um and there's so many ways to look at it you know like i'm definitely i always joke i'm like i'm a punk and i'm about that life and i absolutely like i don't know uh i'm into a lot of different music you know so i think it's like it's like an umbrella for that for like diy um stuff um we have a lot of different musicians you know to um you know and we also want to make sure that that's known like we want people doing acoustic music um, we have uh, Maya Byrne like rolling with us and she's like a country star, you know, so it's like it, it really I think the essence of punk in this is more like we are here to subvert the dominant culture that not only erases us, but also like simultaneously profits off of us. And we're trying to do something that is like, I don't even want to say nonprofit because it's almost like a dirty word, but we want to do something that's like people powered and like just that captures like abundance like it's like the operational word that we use a lot hmm. um there's just abundance among us you know it's just about redirecting where everything is um and as for brooklyn you know um we have friends that we have a couple of friends that come from jersey um right now a friend just came from jersey um we have someone that travels all the way from the bronx like from like the last six stop and comes through so it's it's pretty you know inner borough interstate yeah. um but I think it's just more like that's what it was called when it was created. And I think we're trying to, like, kind of capture that lineage, you know? Because that's the other thing, too, is that, like, a lot of us feel like we're just floating in space. And it's like, actually, we have a history. <laughs> and so I think it's more of, like, this desire to be, like, this organization has been around for this long, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's not, like, only for Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And it definitely goes far beyond it. Do you know when it was founded? Um, Sersha, who also does my Sawyer, um, I think knows a little better, but I think around that time that I'm telling you, like 2014, 2015, yeah. it might be even before that. Um, okay, cool, cool. Mm -hmm. Um, all right, I think, uh, I don't have any other questions for you. Is there anything you want to talk about that I haven't asked about yet? Um, you know, no, this has been really awesome. Um, I hope this is all helpful and... You know, I look, really look forward to see, like, what you do. If you can, like, send me a link or whatever, I'm, I'm really excited to see. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, well, listen, thank you thank you again so much. And uh, I'm going to try uh, – Sawyer told me about um, 
I think a show uh, on the 11th of next month. I'm going to try to get out to that. So hopefully we can oh, meet up. Oh, you gotta. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. I think it's like that open meeting I described and then a show afterwards. Yeah. I think it's going to be like a lot of great energy. So hope to see you there. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much and uh, have a Take good night. Care. All right. Bye. Bye.